Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to Point in Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing, the podcast all about art and design theory for hairdressers. I'm Cody. I'm a hairdresser and educator based in Washington, D.C. To start here, I'm going to remind all of you that this whole month, we are running a point in line, our first ever point in line sort of hair art competition. So it's all about sort of the creative fun things you're doing behind the chair every day or wherever it is that you're working. Some of you are like mobile and go to people's houses. Um, some of you work on set, whatever it is. So sharing the cool sort of innovative things that you get to do on a daily basis and it's really just about fun and sharing. So while there are a lot of competitions that go on this time of year in our industry, this one is really just for fun. And the there are going to be two winners here. So the first place, quote unquote first place winner, gets a two-day cutting class with myself and point-in-line education. And second place gets a full package of Point in Line Pro Shop goodies. So make sure you're entering that. It really, it's all about fun and sharing and everything. But in doing all of that, we get to sort of share with each other. So that's the big, the big part of this is like seeing what the rest of us are doing. And now that I've gotten that out of the way... <laughs> Uh, we're going to dive right into this episode. So we're on episode number seven in season three, and I will be doing a total of ten for this season. So I have this one, two more after this, and that will be season three. And then I will come back in the... I had a date written down on a post-it note here. <laughs> that so many things happening. I'm like literally about to, as I'm recording this, I'm about to like get on a plane tomorrow to go to LA. So <laughs> um, I'm packing and recording. So let's see, we'll come back for season four at the end of the summer and go into fall. So just a couple more episodes left this season um, but make sure you, you follow Point in Line Education on Facebook and Instagram so you can keep up with what's happening and like classes I do and odds and ends. Um, possibly I'm going to be in various parts of the country this year doing Point in Line Education. So that's super fun. Um, so keep an eye out on social media for all of that. And for this week, we have another artist profile. So I did get some good feedback from the last one a couple episodes ago, and it sounded like there were enough people that found it interesting or listened to most of it. Um, so I guess that's going to be a part of this whole podcast now. Now, the whole idea is that it's I've sort of outlined who an artist is, why or sort of how we can be inspired by maybe their story, what they do, what they're inspired by, and just get us to step outside of our usual hairdresser bubbles. This week, I wanted to focus on a British sculptor named Andy Goldsworthy. 
And he does a lot of really interesting... He's a really... He's quite a character. And I actually... I was first introduced to him by, like, being forced to watch a documentary about him uh, by, <laughs> by my, like, crazy eccentric father. And quick backstory there. So my parents are both artists, and... So I grew up being sort of exposed, sometimes like forcibly exposed to some like odd art things and stuff. So that's part of who I am and sort of what I'm inspired by now being a hairdresser. And I felt like we could all be inspired sometimes by literally just taking ourselves out of the beauty industry and looking somewhere else. I'm inspired by a lot of different artists and things, and I decided this season to actually do these artist profiles. So Andy Goldsworthy is... So sculpture is sort of... I guess that's like the broad technical term that I, like could encompass his work. So he almost... He's a sculptor, but he sculpts with nature and time. And that might not make sense yet. But so he's 61. He actually has permanent installations on display all over the world. But he started creating sort of these like almost ephemeral sort of pieces of work. Now he, like I said, he works with time and nature sort of as a whole. And is most sort of known for literally going into nature and using natural materials and sculpting out of these natural materials in sort of the environment that he's found them in. So anything from leaves and twigs to icicles to snow and sand and rocks and puts together these sort of odd combinations and structures of these natural materials that eventually decay and fall apart. And while he has these permanent installations all over, he really is most known for and most sort of, I guess, passionate about capturing these fleeting sort of moments. And a lot of his work doesn't have specific titles and are not necessarily things that you could even go look at at an art gallery or something. And I found this interesting quote um, in, I think it was a video or interview with him, where he said, um, when I make a work, I like to take it to the edge of its collapse. So literally capturing very short moments in time almost. And to sort of shine a little more light on what it is that he actually creates. It's very hard to describe at points. But as a few examples here, he will go out and take icicles and sort of glue them together with water. And they literally... And this is created outside, not in a temperature-controlled room or something. So they literally will melt away, and this beautiful sort of structure he's created out of icicles will just disappear. Or he will, like, layer leaves 
on top of each other in a creek. And they eventually sort of move with the currents and like wash away and separate. And this whole thing that he spent all this time building just sort of falls apart. Um, or like creating sort of a pattern in the sand as the tide comes in to wash it away, things like that. And the amazing thing I think about all of this is that all of this work is so personal and it's really almost only exclusively for him. Meaning that a lot of the time he may be the only one to see it. Now there are, are a few documentaries about him where these things are actually captured and you see this sort of one moment and then you see them fall apart or whatever it is, but it's really, it's personal. And I think the, the funniest moment I had. So as a like 13 year old being forced to watch a documentary about him was like, this is absurd. Who is this guy? He's like nuts. But then I went and actually got to see one of these permanent installations somewhere. And in talking to a like actual sort of tour guide, the place that that installation was on display was instructed that if something were to fall apart or whatever it is, that they were not to touch it or clean it up or fix it or any of these things because that's the whole point of what he does, right? He's capturing moments in nature and working with nature sort of as a whole and enjoying this, maybe just one moment that this work exists in. And as a hairdresser, there's a beautiful parallel in what he does. Now, he takes things to such an extreme in that they're not designed to last at all and actually encouraged to fall apart. And he wants them to fall apart and collapse and decay. But what we do is very similar in that we are working with a natural material. It's going to slowly change over time. It may even change the next day (laughs) in some cases, if people don't take care of the work that we create. Um, but it, what we do is still ephemeral in a similar sort of way, meaning that what we do will eventually grow out or fade or wear or completely sort of change or any number of things. And for me, as a personal sort of thing, in the last few years, I've learned to sort of appreciate as what I do grows or changes or shifts. And there's sort of this beauty in this collapse where all of that happens. And then hopefully the client comes back in eventually. Right. But all of that happens. And then you get to create something maybe very similar in some cases, depending on the area you're in or the client you're working with. But ultimately you get to create something new out of a previous collapse of something you've created. And for me personally, I've learned to sort of enjoy as the work sort of lives and changes and started explaining to the clients that, you know, as this wears and you live in it, X, Y, and Z might happen. And we might even like it better on week nine and 10 or whatever it is. And it 
depends on the person, it depends on what we've created, all of these things. But there's this amazing beauty in the fact that what we do is never really permanent. And I would encourage you to go watch Rivers and Tides, which is the first film that I saw about Andy Goldsworthy. And it's a little out there. It might not hurt the first time you watch it to like, maybe have a drink in your hand because it's a little odd. But I also find that when we sort of open ourselves up to something completely different, there's a lot of fun we can have with maybe the thoughts that go through our head or whatever it may be, the inspiration that pops in, the what we go into work thinking the next day, whatever it may be. But when you open yourself up to external inspiration and inspiration outside of our industry, there's a lot of growing and sort of expanding of your mind that happens. I want to thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Keep an eye out on Mondays for new episodes. Next week, we'll return to hairdresser land, and we're going to be talking about sort of the minutia of what we do, Um, and I'll just leave that there and let that be a surprise when we get to it. So make sure you're subscribed, and follow Point in Line Education on Facebook and Instagram, and make sure you're sharing your work with the Point in Line Hair Art Challenge. Thank you again so much for listening. I'm Cody, and this was Point in Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing.